Welcome back to Onyx Test Bench. I am joined once again by Jennifer Upton. Jen, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. All right. Today, we are going to be talking about buying a new television. Mm. There are so many things to take into consideration and considering the price range Huge. out there of Huge TVs difference. available today, I feel like it would be really easy to make maybe not the best decision. I agree. Overwhelming yeah, decision. On your next television yeah. purchase. Today, I decided to go on Amazon and just search up new TVs and mm-hmm. see what all was out there and see if I was just a regular person and just searching around, what am I going to come across? And I was super shocked at some of the TVs on there. They were just TVs I didn't realize were still being made. Oh, wow. They had just some of the older tech in them. And then there were some of the TVs on there that were the really big, really nice brand new TVs that were Mm. like $40,000. So a huge discrepancy between the two. Yeah, enormous. And just on face value, like each one after would say, you know, Oh, this one's 720. This one has this and that. This one is 4K. This one has this and that. Mm. But if you didn't know what any of those things meant, then you're looking at, oh, here are two TVs that are roughly the same size. Uh One is $500 and one is $40,000. So we just want to make that decision. Yeah, we just want to talk a little bit about today or what are the differences in those two TVs? And as far as what is going to be the right television for you to buy Mm -hmm. based on your needs? Mm hmm. So after the Amazon search Mm -hmm. and you come across thousands and thousands of TVs there Mm -hmm. with all different kinds of technologies, you're going to have a bunch of questions about what TV is going to be appropriate for you. And so from there, if you were to wander into a big box store Mm -hmm. and just be standing in front of some of these TVs, because I personally think that seeing them in real life makes a big difference. Definitely. As opposed to reviews are important. And they're super helpful. But actually going and seeing two TVs next to each other, you know, kind of have the same thing playing Mm -hmm. can be super helpful. I think that's how I would make my decision. We just wanted to identify what are going to be the most important questions, Mm -hmm. the things that are going to have the most impact as far as getting the right TV for you. I think that's great. So after this, I should be well equipped to walk into a store and buy a TV. Absolutely. So there are a few different types of TVs, and I will talk about one first that used to be kind of the benchmark on what is the best kind mm. of TV what is that one? to buy. It was plasmas. Oh, plasma. Yeah. So if anybody was talking about a TV, a lot of times they would just say a plasma. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got a 50-inch plasma. I've got a plasma flat screen. Um, whatever. Yeah. And that meant that you were uptown. That uh-huh. meant that you probably spent $10,000. On your television and really, especially for the time, as far as how good the picture looked and all that, it was great. Like it was top tier. Absolutely. Okay. They're gone now. They were super energy inefficient. Ooh, we don't like that. If you left something on the screen for too long, Mm -hmm. it might be there forever as like a ghost image on it. So if you were even watching a basketball game and the score was in the same place Uh through the whole game, 
the next day when you turned it on, that score might still be there on top of your Good Morning America. Oh, my goodness. Or whatever. And it could take a long time to go away and maybe never. Okay. Um, video games especially mm-hmm. because they have static images around the edges as far as scores or uh-huh. just player names, things like that. Okay. Um, those were bad. Wow. Like if you imagine Mario running across the screen, <laughs> there's the same thing at the top all the time. All the time. So, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So those are gone. Yeah. Plasmas are long gone. The next thing and kind of the thing that was competing with plasma at the time were LCD TVs. Okay. Tell me about that. Um, LCD is the same technology that is in TVs today Okay, that we're watching. Only they had these flat, like fluorescent tubes uh-huh. inside of them for light. And the new TVs uh, that everybody calls LED mm-hmm. TVs is because they have just a whole bunch of little tiny LEDs kind of across the whole back of the TV. Some of them are okay. along the edges, but a lot of them are are just behind the whole picture on the TV. And that's what we call them LEDs. Oh, Although interesting. They're using the same technology. They're just lit differently. It's just the new, the new form. Right. Okay. And then kind of the newest thing, and really the only people who are making these right now is LG, and that is the OLED okay. TVs. And they work kind of the same as plasmas mm-hmm. in that the actual little pixels give off the light as okay. opposed to something behind them. Doing the light and the pixels just doing color. So these are kind of color and light. They give a really great picture. They're beautiful, but they're also one of the kind of the newer technologies. Mm -hmm. And so they are a lot more expensive. So a higher price point because of the new technology. Yeah. Like you might be looking at three, five times the price. Oh, interesting. For the same size TV Mm -hmm. um, just for the OLED. And there are some ways where the LEDs are better. Why would that be? Um, they support some technologies that just haven't made it into the OLEDs yet. Okay. There are some of the more... A little slower to progress. Yeah. Some of these technologies are the ones that are kind of the brand new things that a lot of people have never heard of. Okay. That maybe there isn't a lot of content out there that supports uh, these see. features. Mm-hmm. But it's still things that the OLEDs don't have yet. Interesting. Okay. So just to be sure I'm understanding this, LCD turned into LED, mm-hmm. and then you have OLED, which is different from LED. So if I were to go into a big box retail store, I would be looking at two different types of TV, LED and OLED. Is that, that right? That is absolutely correct. Great. Got it. So when you're buying a new TV, I feel like the most important thing that you need to factor in to your decision is going to be resolution. Okay. So there are... Three different resolutions of TVs that you can buy now. The okay. one that I found out from Amazon that apparently people are still buying mm-hmm. is 720. Okay. So is that the lowest resolution? That is the lowest resolution that you're going to buy today. It okay. is the It's the first generation of HD I see. TVs that was out. And okay. so the step up from there was 1080 P. Okay. And a lot of times you will see that referenced as full HD 1080p is full HD. Yeah. So okay. when it first came, HD first came out, it was mm-hmm. 720 mm-hmm. and then it went 1080. Okay. And just recently in the last couple of years, we've had what they're calling 4K. Okay. Which is 4,000. Okay. Lines of resolution is what those numbers are talking about. Very good. I was going to ask, what's the difference between 720 and 1080? And it's just the number of lines. Right. So you've got pixels. Okay. On your TV, and they're arranged into rows. Okay. And how many of those rows are on the screen are what that number is talking about. Gives you when the they're yeah, arranged like the horizontal rows. Got it. 
The way that I like to think about the differences in resolution as far as the way that it is going to impact the picture quality mm-hmm. is if, if I were to give you a sheet of paper okay. and then give you like 30 Reese's peanut butter cups mm-hmm. and ask you to arrange them into a picture okay. of the Eiffel Tower. Yes. What is that going to look like? It's going to be a little rough. It's going to be rough. You'll get the basic <laughs> shape out of it. Okay. I don't know if you could then show it to somebody and say, what is this? And they're going to be like, well, obviously it's the Eiffel Tower. I see. I don't know if you're going to get that. But, you know, it, you're going to be able to make a picture. Right. Okay. If I was to then give you a bag of Reese's pieces mm-hmm. and say, make the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. I think you could then show that to somebody and they'd be able to get that. I think that's a trick question. How many can I eat first? Um, you only get to eat them with the <laughs> um, I think if I had some Reese PCs, then I could probably make a better picture than the peanut butter cups. Absolutely. So okay. you'd be able to show some of the, the details in it, the substructure, maybe some little people Got along it. the bottom or whatever. You're just going to have a lot more detail. I see. Okay. Than you are. And that's the same deal on the TVs. As the pixels get smaller mm-hmm. and they can fit more of them on the TV, mm-hmm. you just get more detail mm-hmm. in and everything. Okay, that so that's you see. the reason why the resolution keeps getting better. Absolutely. More detail. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about 720 and 1080, but I keep seeing a lot about 4K. Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. I was at somebody's house the other day and uh, on their guide on their television, they had that the Masters was in 4K. Oh. On the deal and the guy didn't he didn't know what 4K was uh-huh. or anything, but he asked me cuz he's a big golf fan. He's like, okay. "Oh, the Masters in 4K, what's 4K?" That's great. Well, if you were to take your 1080p, your full HD TV, mm-hmm. and you were to take four of those, mm-hmm. And arrange them into the same, you know, like a two by two grid. Yes. That is how many pixels is in a 4K TV. Oh, wow. The resolution on them, it's a significant jump. So it's the new guy in town. So when 3D TVs came out. Okay. And um, there started being some 3D stuff. Like the World Cup was in 3D. I remember this. And things like that. That was really at the end of the day... Just kind of a gimmicky new thing to put into mm, a TV to sell kind of a bunch a of TVs. Yeah. It didn't improve picture quality. Okay. It didn't increase your level of enjoyment of watching anything. Mm-hmm. Unless, I remember getting headaches. Absolutely. If you enjoy being nauseous and yeah. maybe you're a huge fan <laughs> of 3D. Too many Reese PCs. Yeah. Um, it wasn't fantastic, and that's why nobody's talking about it anymore. Ah. But anytime that you can increase your resolution, mm. it's worth Okay. Getting a new TV. So that's interesting. That it, I feel like that's a great determining factor, whether it's a fad or whether it's a new standard mm-hmm. that's coming out and the difference between the two. Absolutely. Okay. So they've just started shipping 4K Blu-ray players. Okay. And uh, so that way well, you're going to have a consistent image quality mm. throughout the whole movie. I don't know if I can really, on a podcast, give an example or really explain how great these TVs look mm-hmm. like you're going to have to see it for yourself, you to see it for yourself, go to a store, uh-huh. ask about the 4k TVs and then really get close to it. And get really right up on it. Uh-huh. And as long as they are playing something that is good content, mm-hmm. as long as it isn't, you know, some kind of over the air garbage signal or something, mm-hmm. it's going to be beautiful. Interesting. Now, what about, I remember when Onyx went to the consumer electronics show mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, the new popular thing was the curved TVs. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? The thing about the curved TVs mm-hmm. um, is when you are sitting off to one side. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, your ankle is off. The side that is curved toward you, mm -hmm. you're going to be able to see that better because you're not at such a drastic angle okay. as you would be. But the side that is nearer to you, mm -hmm. you're going to be at a worse angle. And so it's going to kind of limit the sweet spot, whatever you want to call it, of where you're sitting and watching it. I, I feel like you're going to have a more limited viewing it's all about range. your furniture layout. Yeah, then. where you're sitting at. Now, as far as I don't think it's going to enhance the television viewing okay. at all, they're pretty TVs mm -hmm. and they're nice and they mm -hmm. definitely have a really great picture. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just one of those things that you're going to have to take into consideration. Is this appropriate for my space? I see. So not necessarily a fad mm -hmm. like the 3D is, right. but maybe just a different practicality. Absolutely. Okay. One of the things that TVs have done for a long time is this thing called upscaling, okay. where they will take a lower resolution image mm -hmm. and they will kind of process it and make it look better on their higher resolution display. Okay. And so 1080p TVs did this for 720 and for standard def. Mm -hmm. And now the 4K TVs will take your HD signal and will upscale it to look great on a 4K TV. Oh, wow. The first time that I really experienced this was on a Sony projector. We were watching some trailers on an Apple TV, and it was the trailer for The Hobbit. Okay. And the detail that it brought out. And I've yeah. seen that trailer on so many different projectors <laughs> so many times because Same that was just you. kind of – I knew exactly what it looked uh -huh. like. It was shocking. So the content was the same <clears throat> mm -hmm. because it was coming from Apple TV. Right. But the fact that the 4K projector could upconvert mm -hmm. into 4K, it changed the resolution. Yes. How incredible. It was fabulous. Wow. I felt like as far as the things that have come out recently that were worth the extra dollars, mm -hmm. 4K okay. takes the cake. Wow. So, Jen... When is the last time that you picked up a remote on one of these new TVs and started kind of searching around the built-in smart features on mm. that TV? I have to say the the TVs that I'm around, you know, we get the TVs direct with Onyx. And so with our clients, our home automation system takes over the smart feature of the TV. So thinking through buying a smart TV in a big box retail store, I have a lot to learn. I haven't had that experience. I'm curious, is it a smooth transition or does it feel clunky? So I'm going to say as of maybe a year ago, two years ago, they started really pushing out all these TVs that had web browsers mm. built in and had Netflix built in and all these different things built into them. And across the board, they were terrible to use. Bad user reviews. Yeah. It just, the processors in them were super underpowered. Okay. And so everything just took a long time. Slow. And it just, they were painful to use. Hmm. And uh, I read a thing recently that is super low percentage. I want to say it was under 25% of people who buy smart TVs mm -hmm. ever connect them to the internet. Oh, wow. And that's got to be an upgraded feature that costs more, right? It's definitely... The tech in that is contributing to the cost of the television. Okay. It's hard to find a TV now that is just a display with inputs on it because uh -huh. everybody is trying to do this smart stuff. Okay. Um, but all of the operating systems on these TVs tend to be pretty bad. 
Um, there are some TVs that have Roku mm-hmm. built into them, and Roku is a very popular streaming media mm-hmm. player. You can buy a standalone Roku that you can plug into any TV okay. that will give you Netflix and all that kind of stuff. It's just they're fast mm-hmm. and they're super satisfying to use. Okay. Um, I'm a super Roku fan. They're the great. The standalones are, but not the ones that are built in. The ones that are built in aren't bad, okay. but they are pretty new. Mm-hmm. They're like within the last year. So if you can find a TV that has Roku built into it, uh-huh. that experience isn't going to be bad. Okay. There are some of the new Sony TVs uh, that have got Android mm-hmm. in them, and I feel like they are a step up okay. from what was out before, mm-hmm. um, but I still don't think that it's great. Okay. It, the Roku is pretty refined. Mm-hmm. The Android, not so much. And then kind of a lot of the other ones that are the ones that the TV manufacturer has come up with this operating system on their own. Okay. Most of those are not. A little difficult. They're not great. Okay. But the good news is, is you can go buy any of these TVs mm-hmm. that have these smart features in them and you Mm -hmm. can take something like a roku or an amazon fire tv or an apple tv or something like that you can plug into it and get all of the same smart features okay only that's all they do and so these companies have made sure they do it really well i see so they're fast the user Mm -hmm. interface is good a lot of them have like voice search built into the remote they're just really nice so if i was to go look for a tv I'm not going to be looking for smart features. Okay. I am looking for resolution. Resolution. And I'm looking for what's going to be the right size Okay. for my space. Mm-hmm. So whenever we have done an, an installation and uh, the person comes back and they are not happy with the TV, mm-hmm. almost every single time it's because they feel like the TV isn't big enough for this space. That is so true. It seems to me... That everybody kind of has an idea in their mind of the size of TV that they need for the room. And this is especially a new residential construction that once that TV goes in, the room just swallows it. Mm-hmm. it it's all about scale. And so at Onyx, what we've done to help with that is we have visual boards that we can take with us and hold up that are the size of the television so that you can see visually how large do you need a TV for your room. And for me, it's all about furniture layout and the size of the room. And are you viewing the living room TV from the kitchen while you're cooking? So there are all of these different decisions that go into the size of the TV that you need to select. Yeah, I don't think that we've ever had somebody who has just decided this TV is too big. I don't think so either. For the space. We've had a couple of times where... At first glance, they thought, ooh, is this TV too big? Mm -hmm. But after they've lived with it a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, it's always fine. Yeah. Unless you're talking about a 100-inch TV (laughs) in a like an 8x8 room, something like that. I mean, then it's going to be too close to comfortably look at. Mm -hmm. Really, I would always get the biggest TV Mm -hmm. that you feel like you could responsibly afford for a space. Absolutely. So if we were to talk about buying a TV in some context as far as where in your house this TV is going Mm, and taking all these different things into consideration, like say this is your primary TV viewing location. This is a family room or this is a multi-purpose room where Mm -hmm. you've got like your big TV and Mm -hmm. whenever everybody gets together to watch something like a game or you know, the Grammys or whatever's Mm -hmm. going on. Okay. This is where everybody's going to, to congregate. Okay. The last thing that you want to do is have the TV mounted 
Mm-hmm. Like you've gone to the store, you've picked it up, you've brought it home, you've got it up on the wall and decide that it's too small. Oh, so much work. Yeah, you got to take it back down, box it up, take it back, mm-hmm. return it, get the other TV and just go through the whole process again. Uh-huh. So really the first go, if you think, I think a 55 inch TV is going to work here, mm-hmm. seriously consider the 65 or 70. Okay. I mean, okay. Do yourself a favor. And you're measuring diagonal. I think that's an important point. That is true. It's a diagonal. Mm-hmm. I have seen, if you don't have like a board or something, you can put up the same size. I've seen people take like painter's tape. and make an outline of Uh the TV size on the wall so you can kind of get an idea Mm -hmm. of what you're dealing with. Um, If this is your primary location, I would seriously consider 4K Okay, because it's a large TV. Mm -hmm. It's already going to be a a decent purchase Mm -hmm. um, and you don't want to have to replace it in a few years Okay, or you don't want to have a TV that is kind of a a step behind and you're in your main viewing location. And 4K is going to last a little while. Is that right? 4K, I'm going to say it's going to be a very long time. Okay. I think that 4K is going to be around for quite a while. Great. So it's the new standard we need to be looking at. Absolutely. Okay. And as content comes out, say that whatever television show is popular five years from now Mm -hmm. is out and it's broadcast in 4k Mm -hmm. and your TV only does 1080, Mm -hmm. then, you know, you're going to have to change the resolution on your box and you're just, you're not going to be watching it in full quality. I see. So I would definitely, I would be seriously look at 4k. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on secondary locations? Like maybe a kid's bedroom or a patio. If I was buying for a location that was not going to be used a lot. Mm -hmm. So something like a patio or a guest bedroom, or mm-hmm. something like that, I would definitely look at one of the more value brands. Okay. And uh, I would still shoot for the appropriate size, something that's going to okay. be good because nobody enjoys watching TV on a right. small screen. Yeah. It's just not enjoyable. Yeah. And if something is going to look funny hanging mm-hmm. on the wall, mm-hmm. it's a small TV. <laughs> That's so true. It's just the way it is. <laughs> you think that, oh, this enormous TV is going to look ridiculous on the wall. Uh-huh. No. A you put a TV. TV that's too little for a wall, and it's like, oh, this is the practical joke TV that yes. you put up before you get the real TV right. because this is not going to work. It looks silly. It does. It looks terrible. So, Okay. Getting the right size, mm-hmm. you don't. I don't know if this is for a patio. I don't know if I would spring for 4K. Okay, unless you always have company over mm-hmm. and you're always watching the you games on the patio. If okay. if you watch that TV a lot, look at the 4K. Okay, I, I think that'd be a big deal. On the types of displays uh-huh. between the LED and the OLED mm-hmm. TV, for me personally, I'm still looking at the LEDs okay. just because I don't know if. The OLED at this point is worth five times the price. Okay. They're super nice. Mm -hmm. They tend to be really thin, Mm -hmm. beautiful TVs. Um, But they're just really expensive. There's just not time yet until the price point comes down. A couple years from now, uh, everything is probably going to be a lot more comparable. Mm -hmm. And the OLEDs are going to have the things in them like the newest Features. There's this thing called HDR. Okay. That yeah, is, what's that? It's just kind of starting to come out. There's no movies or TV shows really or anything that have HDR on them. Mm-hmm. Some of the new 4K Blu-rays are probably going to start including it. Okay. And it stands for high dynamic range. High dynamic range. Okay. And the biggest thing on these TVs that have HDR in them is... The brightness of the TV uh-huh. is way brighter than a normal TV. And so if okay. you've ever been in a movie theater and it's gone from a dark scene to immediately to a light scene, yes. and you kind of have to squint a little bit right. and it really feel like, oh, I've just gone from inside to outside. Uh-huh. Just that kind of a feeling. 
These TVs can do that. Okay. They go super bright, and they also have a way more colors mm. that they can produce. So at the last big trade show that I went to, mm -hmm. they had some TVs side by side that had HDR on and HDR off. Okay, you see this, the difference. On the same content. What did you think? My first impression was the HDR looked fake to me. And, really? Yeah. And after I really was sitting there thinking about it, it wasn't that it looked fake. It didn't look like TV. Oh, wow. It didn't look so like, yeah, clear. the way that I'm accustomed to seeing television. Uh-huh. It just didn't look like that. Everything was the colors and everything. And it just, it was so real, like looking through a window that it almost looked wow, fake. how fascinating. To me. So I really think that it is special. Mm -hmm. And we are going to see some really neat things with HDR. Incredible. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. But right now, since there's not really any content mm -hmm. out there, I don't know if it's time mm -hmm. to spend the extra Maybe because on top of the 4K and the OLED and all those kind of prices, HDR being the newest thing, mm -hmm. it's going to add a lot of cost to your TV. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's something good to look out for. So hopefully after all of that, you feel like you are adequately armed I'm to prepared. go shopping online or walking into a store and pick out the right TV for you. Absolutely. Be sure to leave some questions or comments or anything else that you're wondering about as far as this tech stuff goes on our Twitter or Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Jen, I'd like to thank you for joining me again. Thanks for having me. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. Be sure and tune in to Onyx Testmench next time when we discuss updates. We're going to be talking about how every single thing in your life, it seems like your phone, your Blu-ray player, so your computer, your watch, your everything you have, it seems like it needs to update Why? anymore. Why are they updating? What's going to happen if you do or don't? So that's next week. To stay connected with Onyx Test Bench, please follow us on Facebook at Onyx Theaters. 